Oh, hey, hey, almost an hour late, but we're here, and you know what? We've managed to iron out the technical difficulties, and I appreciate everybody who has taken the time to uh, to actually tune in and listen through whatever archive it was that uh, that we were running there, the network was running, as we all ran around like chickens with uh, with our heads cut off trying to figure out what the problem was. So thank you to the uh, the professional folks over there at the Genesis Communications Network, uh, the board up uh, Donovan, for helping us out tonight. Thank you again for getting us on the air. We've got ourselves a solid connection here, and I think that means we are good to go for the entire weekend here live from the 2010 Porcupine Freedom Festival. It is going to be an awesome time. I am much uh, haven't really had a chance to do much else besides set up the equipment and uh, and you know get the tent set up at this point. But I can see people are starting to uh, to stream in here to Rogers Campground uh, at the uh, the northern portion of New Hampshire. Not all the way quite to the northern tip, but I would say a good two thirds of the way up. Smack dab in the middle of the White Mountains, and uh, you can really look around, and it's just. It's it's a salad bowl of, of mountains. Uh, you know, the, the, you can see the smoke around the the, the peaks. It's, it is beautiful. I, I love this. I love this campground. I love coming here every year. Well, by the way, it's Ian and Mark here uh, with you tonight. And as usual, we're going to have all kinds of uh, folks here on this uh, the third microphone. But our phone lines are always open for you at one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Uh, so, Mark, what do you want to tell us about here? You've got something there in your hand. Yeah, on, on Thursday and Friday of this week, that's uh, tomorrow and the next day, at Porkfest, for those of you that are here, it's uh, the Appleseed Project will hold their two-day marksmanship training. Not only will you learn all the correct firing positions, the proper use of a sling, the six steps to firing the shot, the natural point of aim, the rifleman's cadence, and how to adjust your sights, but you'll also learn all kinds of revolutionary war history and about our unique heritage as Americans. Walk-ons are okay, and uh, look for directions at the Rogers Campground office. The shoot starts at 8.30 a.m. each day, so they're pretty serious about this shoot. And if you're, uh, if you're listening around the country, these apple seed shoots are held all over the nation, and they are a great thing to take your kids to, to, to go for yourself, and uh, you know, men, women, anybody. It's the apple seed shoots, and you, um, you can go check them out at appleseedinfo.org. All right, 800-259-9231. There are all kinds of people that are already here, and por- the Porcupine Freedom Festival hasn't even officially begun yet. Now, we've had, uh, we've had people calling in this, uh, so far this week, uh, and the people have been posting over on Facebook. A lot of folks have gotten here early, uh, some, some people arriving at uh, uh, Sunday, and the event doesn't actually officially start until Thursday, so, or tomorrow, rather. And, uh, so, but, but people are already here. In fact, you know, the big names are here. Larkin Rose uh, is here. I saw him, yeah. Yep. And uh, also uh, Michael Bednarik was here. I, I didn't expect to yeah. see him uh, this early. I'd... Looking well and spry. He was yeah. the uh, 2004 candidate for president with the Libertarian Party. And right. ran uh, for U.S. House in some district in Texas that I, I couldn't name. Yeah, in fact, uh, and you said looking spry, and he was, and I understand he had some uh, some health issues recently, so it's good to see him on his feet and uh, and here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Now, I happen to know that both Larkin and Michael Badnarik are Free State Project participants, so that's pretty cool. And, of course, there's people all over this uh, campground this weekend that are Free State Project participants, and that means what, Mark? What does that mean? Well, it means that uh, once once the Free State Project, which you can find out more about at freestateproject.org, reaches 20,000, they have agreed to move within five years, and I can... I, I can absolutely see how people wouldn't wouldn't be able to not move at that point. If you can imagine, you know, and when you look around, state governments, the federal government, they're all getting bigger and bigger at an at, at an incredibly fast rate. 
Well, here in New Hampshire, we've managed to slow the rate of, gro of growth of the, of the government just with 825 members of the Free State Project here as early movers. If you can imagine what it's going to be like when there are 10,000 of them, we might actually roll back government in, in some areas where it's intrusive. And, and that's all I was looking for, and it's, you know, it's been great. The three years we've been here have, have been great. Three, well, yeah, so it's, we're actually coming up on four yeah, at this point. Uh, Labor Day, it'll be four years that Free Talk Live has been broadcasting six nights a week uh, from New Hampshire, though now it's seven uh, because we've got our live Sunday show, which is not uh, broadcast, though. only Internet only. That's true. Uh, but maybe not for long. We will see about that. So the toll-free number here, 800-259-9231. The Porcupine Freedom Festival is your opportunity to come up, explore New Hampshire, and socialize and uh, get to meet all kinds of interesting people, people that are of a like mindset, people that get freedom, people that understand what it means, what liberty really means. They understand the, you know, the non-aggression principle, and they're just some of the most amazing, friendly, wonderful folks. It's really just an absolute blast. So you can go to pork, porkfest2010.com, P-O-R-C. Yeah. That's right, P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T-2010.com to learn more about what's happening up here this weekend. If you're in the New England area or coming up here, uh, swing on by. Come on up to Lancaster. It'll be worth, I think it'll be worth a drive, if, if you love freedom, that is. Otherwise, you can just keep listening. Uh, and you can call in and, and bring up absolutely anything at 800-259-9231. Though, uh, we're out here in the middle of the woods. I'd like to point that out. And so the Internet is kind of, well, shaky, questionable. And uh, that means that I don't even know if we, if we had calls, I wouldn't even know about it. So we'll find out whether we actually have calls uh, during the next news break coming up here shortly as we uh, continue into hour number two. But our connection's looking good. We haven't dropped off the air. And I think that we are good to go here for the remainder of the weekend. We'll be broadcasting live all the rest of uh, tonight till 10 o'clock Eastern and then uh, the, all three hours, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights. And, of course... There are. It's it's going to be a party every single night here in uh, in New Hampshire, Lancaster's Rogers Campground, right next to the White Mountains. It's an incredible view, and we're here with some amazing people. So I want to hear from you tonight, though. Phone lines are open as always. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. This is Free Talk Live. Hour number two is on the way. Live, you can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you all the features on the site for free, so enjoy those on us. They include our chat room. Uh, and somebody just asked me in the audience here if uh, people are in the chat room. Normally, there are people in the chat room. If we are doing a live show, you can usually find some uh, some living souls uh, in their digital form on our chat room, which is free. You can go to cam.freetalklive.com, and you can actually watch and listen to the show, although this weekend you won't be able to watch because we're not in our studio. We're here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2010. We're at Rogers Campground in Lancaster, New Hampshire, and we will be here all weekend long. Folks are starting to uh, to fill into the TV room. They've got uh, their beverages with them, or they're going to be. Uh, there's one, at least one out there, one or two. And, uh, of course, the, the evening has just begun. It is a great time to be here in New Hampshire. Of course, it's always a great time to be in New Hampshire. And the one of the organizers who's worked tirelessly on this particular event is sitting with us here tonight, Carla. 
Uh, welcome back on Free Talk Live. Thank you very much for having me. Well, thank you for being here. Uh, how long have you been here now? I mean, the event doesn't even start until tomorrow. When did uh, when did you show up? Make sure you get nice and close in that microphone. Um, I showed up uh, yesterday, although it feels like a week ago. It sounds like a week ago, too. <laughs> So what have you, I mean, you've been the primary uh, person behind this event, and last year it was incredibly successful. You weren't doing it last year, and it's, it's been more successful so far this year. She with, did it last year. Did, you did yeah. it last year? Yeah. yeah. Sorry. <laughs> well, Clearly you, it was memorable. You kicked butt again then, because it was great last year, and you really built on the success this year. More registrations in advance this year than last year. How many, what yeah. kind of comparison? Um, we're definitely up on the numbers. We're at about, I believe, 620-something maybe right wow. now in registrants. I think last year in total we had 583. In total meaning registered in advance or in total for the whole weekend? Registered in advance, and then we had about 100 walk-ins. So we're way ahead of where we were last year, and Great. we're you know definitely encouraging people. We, I keep getting things on my phone saying, you know, more people are coming, which is so exciting. Now, it's not, uh, I mean, they still have room for them, right? The whole campsite hasn't sold out quite yet. Not quite yet. We still have um, on the RV sites and, um, you know, there's space and people will share and we'll make a plan. Now, is it all uh, pork fest? I mean, are there, are there people wandering around that are like, uh, they just came to come, uh, come camping and they're, they're wondering what's going on? I mean, I mean, there are a few of those. There, they, there are some seasonals in, at Rogers. The people that, the people that uh, drive their RVs here park for months at a time. Yes. They, those, those are the ones. Right, yeah. exactly. <laughs> and, you know, and, and the, they were here last year and they came back again, which I think oh, is I a good Oh, I bet they sign. did. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> there's a party going on at Rogers Campground. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, what is going to be happening? I mean, tomorrow it kicks off. Uh, and just what, what I, I, there's so much you as the organizer have to uh, reach for the uh, the program guide here there's just so much happening and I haven't even gotten a guide otherwise I would be talking about what I meant to bring you one I'm sorry right. I'll leave this Come one back. here yeah, that'd be great. okay that's even better so what are you looking forward to I mean as, as uh, the lady who's putting together the event what is it that uh, where will Carla be found tomorrow um, I will be found all over. <laughs> right, putting but, up uh, fires, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, and and possibly literally because our our fire pit's a little close to our tent. Oh so. boy. <laughs> Um, yeah, that'll be interesting. But um, I, I mean, if I had time, I would obviously take Michael Badnarik's class. And yeah, that's going to be all awesome. day long. If you dig the Constitution, he is going to be cluing you in about it. Well, I've looked at uh, just snippets of it on YouTube, and it uh, you know it makes me want to take it. So yeah, I love that. I think that it's great that uh, that his eight-hour-long course is available online for people to watch. But yet, still, people will pay for it, right? right I mean, absolutely. Because he wouldn't he wouldn't have been able to come up well, here unless people had uh, pre-registered in advance and paid. I think it's a hundred dollars. It's a hundred dollars. That, of course, uh, includes a copy of his book. But yeah, that's. I mean, that's yeah. a lot of dime to drop and. We do have two tickets to give away to his class, and we're probably going to do that at the karaoke later tonight. Oh, cool. Is it like going to be a prize? For the it might be. I'm still figuring out the rules. Awesome. Now, karaoke, that's new. That didn't happen last year, did it? No, it didn't. Okay. Um, uh, Curtis actually came to me last year, and he wanted to do it, and I was like, eh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. But he's done such a great job being yeah. my right-hand guy that I was like, yeah, I'll throw you a bone. Awesome. Awesome. So what else is uh, so tomorrow? Uh, Michael Badnarik giving an eight-hour course about the Constitution. 
what what else is happening? Uh, Thursday's kind of a light day, right? It's mostly it's supposed to be, but because it, you know, because last year we didn't have a lot of things scheduled, we decided for this year we were going to schedule more things. And Thursday is already, mm-hmm. you know, I it's mean, we up. have yeah, I mean, we have hundreds of people here already, so it's. You know, it's kind of starting tonight. So tomorrow, other things I'm interested in. Um, I'm going to be on the activist and arrest panel together with Curtis, um, together with Mike Tyner, probably David Krause, um, hopefully some lawyers. And, you know, we want to encourage people to come ask questions, sort of lessons learned that we've discovered and learned. Um, Zach Fix from Free Agents, where I blog sometimes. He'll be here and he'll be talking. FR33agents.com and .net, I believe. Yes, exactly. And um, he'll be talking about how to budget on a shoestring, which is something I think a lot of us can identify with. Now, uh, I hear the food is already here. Oh, Uh, my God. Mandrick is here. Let me me talk about Mandrick's uh, Giro Heroes. Yeah, and baklava. Well, I didn't have any of the baklava this time. I have had it previously. It is delicious, no doubt. I think he brought 120 pounds of it or something crazy I don't know, like and I that? think I've eaten two of it already. <laughs> so, uh, you know, he's set up there like a little restaurant. He's got a little chef hat and everything, and, <laughs> you know, I, it, it seems superlative to say it was the best euro I've had in my life, but I, it's the best euro I've had in my life. Wow, that's outstanding. I'll definitely have to uh, to check that out. It, and this is going to be difficult this year because there's so much. Last year, folks started to really kind of come out and bring food and, and start to, to do some food vending. And, right. of course, no one ever asks the government for permission for this. So There's a little extra... comic book store down there. Yeah, I'm not kidding awesome. you. They're selling comic books. So, uh, yeah, there's, there's uh, Agora Alley, right? Tell me more about that. Carla. Well, um, actually, that's probably something Curtis can speak to better okay. than I did, but uh, you know, because he put that together, that was really something he drove, and he's done a fantastic job. I mean, yeah, there are food vendors. There's going to be silver. There's comic books. There's well, people art, are buying and selling, selling with silver um, here all day. I exactly. Mean, I, I brought pockets full of it. Yep. Well, that's fantastic. Uh, so the toll-free number here is 800-259-9231. That allows you to dial in. You're welcome to ask. If you want to ask Carla a question, you certainly can do that. Uh, but we're here from the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2010. So much to do. What are some of the family events that are coming up here? Well, you know, there are a lot of uh, just uh, facilities here that you can use. We have children's gymnastics coming up. We have children porcupine. We have a really cool icebreaker Children event. porcupine. What is that? Children porcupine. Yes, that's a very good question. Okay, I meant, what did I say? Gymnastics and Olympics. So okay. One on the one day, one on the other day. And, um, and we have an icebreaker-only event. Michelle Seven, who's just moved out here, who's a wonderful activist as well, her kids are, you know, they're in the Agora thing, too. They're selling peanuts. Curtis gave them a lesson in how to sell today. It was pretty charming. Nice. I videotaped it, so hopefully I'll get that up for us. And um, and Sheila Aziza, her daughter, who is a wonderful, wonderful singer. I mean, you guys should... We heard, the, uh, I think we heard her testing the karaoke equipment earlier. The Amazing Grace, yeah, that yeah. was fantastic. She's going to be... you got to be able to sing to sing Amazing Grace, so, you know, that's, Which, all, that's all there is to it. Yeah. And um, and so she'll be doing a kid-only icebreaker. So the kids who are here, you know, they're, they're teenagers, underage. Sure. You know, they all get to meet each other. Another thing I'm excited about, and I should mention, is, of course, the CD Evolution Fund oh, yeah. fundraiser that's happening tomorrow. And that'll basically be people... In jail at Michelle's cabin, which, you know, that's... It's, it's, it's a like, nice jail. It's a nice jail. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and that is going to be a fundraiser, and probably Jason Talley and some other people can talk more wisely about that. But. Yeah, absolutely. Jason Talley uh, is here from the CD Evolution Fund at cdevolution.org, which, of course, is an organization that is uh, dedicated 
to helping those who are in need, those who have gone out and, and put their freedom on the line for your freedom by uh, by committing acts of civil disobedience and non-cooperation. And, uh, people like you, uh, Carla, you, you were recently arrested and charged with a felony which they've now kind of dropped, as I understand it. That's that's right. Yeah, yeah. They uh, they dropped the charges I for wiretapping. For wiretapping, for videotaping a public official in public while doing public duties. Right. I mean, it's yeah. like, come on, it's a no brainer. And we were really excited. I wanted to go in front of the jury. I actually wanted to take it to sure, court. Sure, but they won't do that because they would much rather intimidate people with a wiretapping charge than actually bring it to trial and use the uh, dispute resolution organization that has monopoly here. Um, that they that they run. The toll-free number here is 1-800-259-9231. Carlo, we'll check back with you, and, and Curtis, we're going to have him on as well, the other, or your co-organizer, uh, as the weekend rolls on to give us updates on what's going on, what some people should be uh, considering, if they're going to come up here to Rogers Campground. More Free Talk Live from Port... This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves and dial in toll-free. Bring up whatever's on your mind, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site for free, and those features include archives. So if you've missed a moment of the show, you can just click and download. They are yours on the house. In fact, if you click into the podcast, you can go all the way back to the beginning of 2009, totally free at freetalklive.com. So, Mark, uh, we talking about anything else here tonight? Uh, no? Yeah, okay. Well, yeah, let's go to the phones and the fun. We do have a special guest we'll t- uh, that will be telling us about Appleseed here in a moment. But first, Kyle is on the line. By the way, we're here from the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2010 in Lancaster, New Hampshire. Hello, Kyle. You're in California. Yeah, I had to forego the festivities of Pork Fest because I'm trying to save up to make the move to uh, the Free State. And, uh, that's a, that's a good a, idea. If there's a reason to not go to Pork Fest, that is a good reason. Yeah, and uh, really I'm calling because I've got a bit of a conundrum. Um, as everybody knows, the housing market's pretty much upside down, and I, as, as, uh, as I mentioned, I'm trying to make the move, but I, I want to save some money, but I own my house, and I'm, so I'm not going to be able to sell it outright and get what I... Uh, what I paid for to pay them off. I also am pretty big debt as far as credit card goes. So what I was wondering is, would it be better for me to try and pay off like all my credit cards and stuff and then walk away from the house to move, or should I just uh, save as much as I can and try and, because uh, I was trying to save like 10, 10 Gs or so to, to, get, to get out there, and then, you know, that should be enough to get me by until I can get a job. Yeah, I would. I would think you definitely need cash reserves. It's it's hard to say. Every situation with houses is is different. Um, you know, with the with the way the housing market is, I wouldn't feel any kind of culpability or guilt with walking away from a house. Um, I mean, it's the bank that took the bailout in the first place. You know, so you know, walking away from something that that is way upside down. I'm not going to say that it's uh, it's always the right move, but I do think that there's uh, you know there's times that it need to be needs to be done. I, I can't speak to your particular market, though. Anything else you want to share tonight, caller? Well, yeah. Um, now, as far as because what I've been doing is buying gold and stashing that because when it comes to money laying around, you know, you end up spending it, you know, McDonald's or whatever. But uh, I, I was thinking, man, if I pay off all my credit cards, it's like another seven hundred and fifty bucks a month that I wouldn't have to spend on credit card debt. 
I, I mean, it would delay my move out there, or should I just, like, you know, get to, get to the free state and, and then handle it there, or would you suggest, you know, delaying my move a little bit? I, it depends on the, the kind of job you have, the cost of living where you are versus uh, here. I mean, the debt can come with you, and you can pay it off uh, having been, you know, moved. It's, it's really difficult for me to say without, you know, knowing precisely what your, your circumstances are. I think it's a great idea to pay off the credit card debt, and I support that. I think it's a bad idea to make this, the move too soon, but I can't speak to when too soon is either. So I, I, I really hesitate to give any firm advice, Kyle. Good for uh, thanks, hey. Rock Out of Pork Fest. Uh, make sure there's lots of videos posted on YouTube so I can uh, forward them to all my friends. Well, we'll do that, I'm sure, later on. If people are recording video out here, they must uh, be driving themselves insane to try to upload it out here on this uh, Internet connection. It's currently being shared by probably a couple hundred people. Hey, thanks for the call tonight. appreciate hearing from you at 1-800-259-9231. Again, that number brought to you by SACL CAI. So we've got a special guest here. Mark, can you uh, do the introductions? Sure. It's Alicia from uh, Appleseed. Now, you're going to be the, the shoot. Wait, ball. wait, wait. What is Appleseed? Appleseed, uh, the Appleseed Project. Well, Alicia, you tell me what it is. Okay. The Appleseed Project is, well... Up front, it looks like a marksmanship program, but really it's a heritage program. Okay. The whole intent is to make us aware of the cost of our freedoms initially to get people motivated to get out there and get off their bums and go vote and write letters and call and whatever. Basically, put it back to the government by the people for the people. That was the idea. I mean, you know, I don't know, I don't know how it's gone, but it, it you know, it, it, be, it beats, uh, it beats anything else that's going on out there. Yeah. Now, apple seeds in all 50 states, or um, I know friends of mine in Florida have taken it and around. I know that's the intent. I'm not positive we actually have every one of the 50 states, but if not, we're pretty darn close. Cool. So um, this, uh, the shoot you're having tomorrow, uh, describe, me, describe to me what people are going to experience. Okay, tomorrow we're going to start out with learning all the basics of shooting, um, good marksmanship and everything. There. Number one. What's number one? Safety. Basics of shooting. <laughs> safety. <laughs> and what's, number, what's the number one rule of, uh, of safety? Always keep the muzzle in a safe direction. Yeah. Even if you know it's not loaded, right? Even if... Uh, a even... rifle, a gun, and a firearm is always loaded. Yeah. I get nervous when people point uh, like BB guns. I mean, like, look, just don't get in that habit of pointing something at uh, at a person. You never know. You, you don't want to make a mistake. Right, right. The number of people who've been injured by unloaded firearms. Yes. So, um, what what are some of the the heritage and um, you know political things that, that people are going to learn at the shoot? Um, we'll be learning about the events of April 19th, 1775, the Battle of Lexington and Concord, and learning about the individual lives of the people, you know, as they left their beds at 2 o'clock in the morning after plowing all day to answer the call of alarm, etc. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine what it was like for those guys. I certainly don't know that, <laughs> that particular bit of history. So, um, you know, what does, um, when one goes, you're, you, they start out at 8 a.m. is when uh, the shoot starts. How long well, does it go for? Yeah, we start at 8.30. We ask people to arrive at 8 o'clock. And uh, as long as you can see and people are still willing to shoot. Wow, that late. Well, you pack know. Pack a lunch, huh? Pack a lunch, pack, yes. <laughs> <laughs> usually, usually it ends up kind of five-ish that people are done because they end up getting into all these positions that their bodies aren't used to. Mm -hmm. So it's, um, and two, two full days then of two full days, marksmanship yes. training. What, uh, what does one sort of get at the end when one completes 
Uh, is there a you know a passing and failing grade? Uh, you know what what happens? Well, if you do truly excellently, you make rifleman, which is the army expert level. And at that point, you get a patch that says you made rifleman. Wow! And then you get asked to come on board and help train. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So, um, what, what does it what does it take to get riflemen, and, and um, how many people do that in their first apple seed shoot? It seems rare. I mean, people probably take uh, several it's of these. It's rare, right? but some people do. We mm-hmm. had one just a couple weeks ago that I was at. Um, got it on the first day, in fact. Jeez. Yeah. So is it a, a, a close, you know, they just close groups? Well, or? basically, we shoot the army qualifying test, and you have to get a two ten on it. I don't um, know what that means. That means, um, yes, very close. Within four minutes of angle. Jeez. Yeah, that's going to be a, a close group. So um, what else do you want to say about Appleseed? Um, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> <laughs> and what, is that, what does it cost to get involved in Appleseed? Because this is available across the country. It's not just uh, something that is, is going on. Uh, here in New Hampshire, Appleseed is a, is a nationwide organization. It's a nationwide organization. I know that if you're a woman, if you're a child under 21, or if you're ex or current military, you're free. Mm-hmm. And other than that... The rest of the guys have to pay. The guys have to pay. You got it. Well, you know, it's, it's, it's the women and children that draw them in anyway, so... And, and you can find out more about uh, your local area with appleseedinfo.org, um, right? Right, or, or, or rwva.com, revolutionarywarveteransassociation.com. Alicia, thanks for coming on Free Talk Live tonight, and enjoy uh, the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Appreciate having you on, uh, on the show. Thank the you. toll-free number here is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, folks calling in, uh, they've got questions, and uh, you're something they want to talk about. You don't have to have questions. You can bring up whatever you want. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live, live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2010. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves by dialing in toll-free at 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website. Freetalklive.com is the place to go. The features... They're totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that by shopping with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Just enter Amazon through that link. Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. You know Amazon, the world's largest Internet retailer, selling all kinds of stuff in dozens of categories. Lots of great products and great prices. Get your shopping done through amazon.freetalklive.com and Free Talk Live gets a percentage of the sale. Another thing you can do to uh, support Free Talk Live and uh, our syndicate, Genesis Communication Network, is go to gold.freetalklive.com. People are buying gold and silver to, in case of uh, you know, hyperinflation or you know, some kind of catastrophic event they want it has, as a hedge against inflation, investment, barter currency, that kind of thing. Well, we, I've tried to make it easy by picking some uh, gold and silver coins that are just there for their metal value, not for any kind of numismatic value. And go check out the rates before you buy any place else. It's gold.freetalklive.com. It's both gold and silver. All right, so we're here at the Porcupine Freedom Festival 2010. Uh, same place as we were last year, Lancaster, New Hampshire's beautiful Rogers Campground with an amazing scenic view of uh, the White Mountains right out of these windows, uh, right out your campsite, right out your hotel room if you got the hotel, which is uh, sold out. 
Uh, but the campsites are some of the campsites are still available. Actually, the campsites themselves are sold out, but they have RV sites that they're selling to people with tents. So there's still room for you if you haven't yet made it up here. Of course, the event actually officially kicks off tomorrow. We're here early because, well, we had the chance to come up early. And so why not? It's a blast to be here at Porkfest. Uh, I, I really enjoy being here. I'm looking forward to uh, finishing the show tonight so I can go kind of, you know, look around and socialize yeah, yeah, with some people. Yeah, it's a fun time. Uh, but we're here to take your phone calls, and we'll be here as we are always are all weekend here, all the way through Saturday night here live from the Porcupine Freedom Festival. I want to go back to uh, the phones and the fun here. Though we, We're going to talk to Pete Ayer in just a moment uh, from formerly of the Motorhome Diaries, uh, and we'll see what he's up to. But first, let's go to the phones and the fun and talk to, I believe we have Ryan in Colorado. Ryan, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark. Gentlemen, love the show. Hey, Hi, Ryan. Uh, What's on your mind tonight? Uh, talking about uh, the illegal immigration thing, uh, I've, heard, uh, I've heard your take on this, and I don't listen to the show all the time, so perhaps you might have addressed this uh, previously, and I, I missed it. But uh, um, my, uh, my supposition, I guess, is that uh, a significant portion of the uh, amount of illegal immigrants that are coming across the border are... Um, Let's say undesirable. Uh, the premise being, you know, the reason I say say that they would be undesirable because uh, it doesn't make any sense for the, the the Mexican economy to, you know, lose a large or significant number of their, uh, you know, most productive citizens, and you know, most Mexican people well, that I know are I very you, very productive. Wait a minute. What did you just say? You said most of them are very productive. Well, yeah, uh, there are plenty of people coming here, and I don't know why you would think that the ones that are coming here without begging for governmental permission are somehow not the productive ones. Well, just, I mean, this this isn't without precedence in our nation's history. You know, Mexico has always, it's always been a, uh, United States has always been a relief valve, I guess you could say, for for Mexico, you know. Well the, uh, well, the United States has been a relief valve historically until this in immigration insanity uh, has been a, a relief valve for people who are seeking more freedom from around the world. Do, don't you think it's possible that oh, people in Mexico too, but, feel uh, the, feel oppressed? The thing, is, the thing is, is you know, and, and you know, my numbers are just as anecdotal as you are, as your numbers are, because we have no idea how many of them are actually coming here. Uh, but, well, I won't. Know. I won't claim any numbers. I mean, I, I'm not even going to bother speculating uh, because uh, the the idea that the majority of people coming here are somehow undesirable is pretty ludicrous. I mean, I've, I've lived down in the South, and uh, most people are good people, and they they work hard, and you know, they they just want to make a better life for themselves. So. Right, and there's a significant so, number of them that I think are are like that. But uh, am I correct in stating stating that one of you are? One, uh, a member of your show or, is from Florida, or has lived in Florida before. Uh, both yeah, both of us. Both of us are from Florida. Okay, awesome. Well, you, you might you'll remember the Marial boat lift where Castro, uh, you know, uh, right now those are emptied out but, his prisons but, and stuff like that. And it's the same. Sure. It's the same premise. So well, how do you I, know they're I, undesirable? I don't I'm think sorry. Mexico's em- I don't think Mexico's emptying out its prisons and insane asylums. Well, wait a minute. Mark, as a man who spent nine years in prison, how could you say those people are undesirable? If you were in Cuba, do you think there's a good chance you might get put in prison? 
Do you <laughs> look, man? They emptied out their. Uh, do you think there's a good chance that there's criminals in their prison? I mean, that's not the way. I think there's a good chance of that. But also, you're talking about communist Cuba, where if you say the wrong thing and do they, well, something they don't like, there's a good chance you'll get put in prison. You'll get put in prison for stealing and killing people too. I don't think it's. I don't think it's fair to jump to the conclusion that just because they were in prison means they were necessarily undesirable. The Cuban population in prison in the United States jumped right after the Amer- Mariel boat lift. I mean, I think it. It, it's a safe assumption. Like there were a lot of criminals that they released. Mm-hmm. You, just because they didn't, they they disagree. You know, they they ended up on the wrong side of the government doesn't make them good people. Even. It also doesn't necessarily make them bad people. You just you kind of labeled them all as bad. Well, those are undesirable. No, I, I, How do you no, know that? I, I, you were no, in prison for nine an, years. It's an aggregate number, Ian. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying to label. I'm not trying to label anyone, and I'm not trying to put lump everyone into the you know one black and white category as saying they're all criminals or something like that. No, you just I, said I, most I guess, of them are undesirable. I, I guess my question is for for you guys really is is from your perspective in a perfect libertarian type you know world, how would a legitimate um, I guess government authority or whatever you would want to call it. How would I want to make a sure legitimate Pete has this government authority, uh, you know, sort of filter out the bad element from the good element? Okay, Pete, you want to handle that one? Yeah, I think, Ryan, thanks for calling. I think it comes down to property rights. You know, uh, you mentioned earlier, you know, they and we. I think you have to be careful on the language that you use. It's very loaded, and it's and it's uh, ascribes certain characteristics to people based on the the arbitrary on the piece of dirt that they happen to be born on. Um, I don't look at it as illegal immigration. It's just people moving. Uh, I think any of us in the same situation would do the same thing. We want to better the lives of ourselves and our families. So I don't. I don't think the. Uh, I mean, if there are people that come here and and violate people's rights, yes, there should be. Um, there should be some repercussions, but it shouldn't be the the uh, state that dishes those out. I think the um, the victims should be the people who uh, bring the punishment. Well, well, who owns who owns the border? You know, you're, you're you're claiming property rights, but who owns the border? I mean, who who is legitimately responsible I mean, for who is legitimately responsible for ensuring, you know, that you know a who's ensuring it now, element is not coming. Who's into ensuring the it now, Ryan? Well, no, now it's economically feasible for the government not to. Uh, do anything right. about illegal well, the, immigration. The government so. is is failing to secure the border. And what are we going to do about that? Get the government, give the government twice as much money, and tell them, okay, this time you secure the border. And how are they going to do it? Uh, first, first off, I think that likely what they'll do is take the money and fail again. But yeah, um, let's say definitely. that they manage to to implement a really great program. Here's the reason I believe that free people need to be able to cross uh, the borders of free countries freely is because when you in, when you bring in an institution of coercion like the government, you're only going to get all these other consequences that you didn't expect, like door-to-door searches for illegal immigrants or um, you know the small businesses, mid-sized businesses overloaded with paperwork so that they have to prove somehow that the the people that they're they're employing are legitimately here in this country. And uh, you know they they so they have to employ other uh, functionary employees to fill out that paperwork just because somebody doesn't like the clod of dirt that somebody else was born on. Or right, and I understand. I understand that, and I'm not, and understand. I'm not trying to say that the government is the solution. I absolutely mm-hmm. think that the government is not the solution. What I'm asking sure. is, is or what I asked was, is from your perspectives, what do you think? 
uh, you know, how would you filter out the good element from the bad element? And your response is apparently that you wouldn't. Uh, well, the, the response is you let people come here, and then the bad element shows who they are, and then the you deal with them. The same way we filter out citizens, the, the you know, currently. How are we filtering up? them out? Uh, uh, they, we Ryan, throw them in jail and they break laws. Ryan, if you want to hang on, you can. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. We are live from the 2010 Porcupine Freedom Festival. Lancaster, New Hampshire, the beautiful White Mountains right next door to them here at Rogers uh, Campground. And here for the remainder of the weekend here broadcasting live tonight through Saturday nights. And we, of course, will always take your calls about absolutely anything. Pete Ayer joining us on the program from uh, Liberty on Tour. Is it .com, Pete? That's correct. Uh, the brand-new website, Pete, formerly of Motorhome Diaries. We've had you on the, on the show in the past a number of times and uh, followed your, uh, your travels as you traveled around the country in, uh, in Marv. And we'll talk more about Marv and, and what Marv is going to do next and what you're going to do next. But let's go back to the phones and the fun. You don't mind just sitting in here taking calls with us, right? Sounds good. All right, let's do it. Uh, and we, I think we still have uh, the gentleman who was on the line, Ryan. Ryan. Uh, Ryan, are you still with us there? Did we lose Ryan? Ryan going once, Ryan going twice. Well, let's recap uh, Ryan's question real quick here. Yeah, it's and, an important, and take it, take it a little bit further. Uh, his question was, well, there are undesirables coming here from other countries. He specified Mexico. And, uh, well, what would happen? He said he didn't want the government to, to handle the problem, but what would you guys do? How, how would you handle checking people out, making sure they're okay before they come into our private club called the United States of America? So let's, let's take two examples here. You've got, um, you know, Mexican A with uh, drug-resistant tuberculosis. Nobody wants him, right? He's got leprosy and drug-resistant tuberculosis. Uh-oh. And he eats dogs. Well, <laughs> let's just forget the dog-eating part. Um, but we have had accusations. Someone called and said yeah, that. we've had before. accusations like that in the past. So um, you've got somebody who's got uh, you know, terrible communicable diseases, and you've got Mexican B who is uh, you know, axe murderer and convicted axe murderer. So what if, if you just keep this, this minimal skeleton crew... Um, you know, uh, border patrol agents. Because clearly, they're not doing anything to stop the what, 20 million, 30 million illegals uh, in this country, if you want to use that terminology. Who knows? Um, you know, they, they failed at this point, and you know, the, the supposition that they're going to get any better is scary to me. If they do get better, I'm frightened because of the way that the, of the things they have to do to get better. They have to crack down. They have to house to house uh, searches. Uh, you know, people uh, being stopped. You know, traffic stops. Um, you know, uh, employers having to fill out all kinds of arduous paperwork and hire more employees to fill out more government paperwork when free people are supposed to be able to do business free, so uh, or freely. So um, what do you do with the drug-resistant tuberculosis and murderers um, out there? Well, if this uh, apparatus can't catch regular illegal immigrants, why is it going to be able to catch drug-resistant tuberculosis immigrants and murdering well, immigrants? You're, you're not, you're not, you're not answering people, his question. Yes, it is. I am answering his question. Because he wants to know about not using the government. I mean, he said he doesn't support the government doing I'm, it. I'm, so. getting, I'm getting there. Okay. okay. Um, the, the answer is that you let everybody come across the border that wants to come across the border. Right. 
and you don't have welfare for freeloaders to come across the border and to enjoy. That yeah. means freeloaders that were born here and freeloaders that come from other countries. That means that hospitals don't have to provide medical uh, care to people that they know don't have money. That means that unless they want to. I mean, there's charity wings and things like that. Uh, I'm not responsible for educating other people's kids, whether they were born here or born in Mexico. Um, you know, I'm not responsible for the welfare programs that go all over the place. And I think that'll cut out most of the undesirables that I are coming so. across the border. Um, what about the terrorists? Well, well the terrorists only want to attack uh, the state. Terrorists want to attack the United States because the United States is supporting sheiks, kings, despots, and dictators all across the world. I mean, innocent people get caught up in those attacks, but they, uh, they're, they're real source of uh, objection is the United States federal government. So, the, you know, the question is, well, well, you know, how do you keep the undesirables out? I think that's a good answer. No welfare, uh, no state whatsoever to attract to terroristic types. And then uh, besides that, we, we should go into the area of talking briefly about re reputation ratings. Because when somebody comes into a new area, they are unknown, unless they are known by the people that happen to be in that area or people that know the people that are in that area that can vouch for them, for instance. So if you come into a new area, whether you're an illegal immigrant or not, uh, you have to establish rapport with people. You have to, uh, to show people that you're trustworthy. It, and it's it's possible that in a in a more free market environment we could have a reputation rating system that was international, you know, to where somebody could come in and they could already have built a reputation perhaps in Mexico and and that uh, you'd be able to look that information up and find out more about them. Otherwise, they come in as as you know a blank slate. You don't know. So you you this you know. isn't terribly far fetched. We already have a, an international reputation rating in eBay. I mean, eBay has a yeah, reputation rating. People people do use that on their um, resumes and things like that. So you, you're not, what you're talking talking about isn't absolute insanity. Right. And so, you know, you just presume that uh, as you do when you meet new people, you hope that they're good folks and give them the opportunity to prove themselves. And if they prove themselves as bad, then they get their reputation dinged and they won't be wanted in uh, in that area if they're the, the wrong kind of people. But in order to control people from coming in, you'd have to set up a police state. And I don't know about you guys, but uh, I think I do know about you guys. I don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that. So, uh, Pete Ayer, sitting here with us, uh, any final thoughts on immigration before we move on? Yeah, I mean, I, I guess any time like, the government uh, focuses on a specific issue, they, make a, they hype up these scare tactics and they want to grow the state and, and figure out ways to like, scare people into, into letting them have more authority to violate their rights. So this issue, like any other issue, I think you should just break it down to the personal level and say, hey, look, if I own a piece of property and someone comes on my property that I don't want, then you can deal with it. But otherwise, like I, it's not my. I don't have the the right to tell you who you can and can't have on your property. And if you break it down as simple as that, then you know I think this this issue doesn't seem like this massive problem of a wave of undesirables coming across right. and like destroying our culture or something. Whatever that whatever that means. Right. Right? Our culture. Right. You what know, does I, that mean? people are talking about culture and and you know if you come people are people are here. Lancaster, New Hampshire, right now for Porkfest, and they're from all over the United States. And I just wonder, you know, how similar and how different are, say, New England versus the American Southwest? You know, the, 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 the topography is completely different. The food's completely different. The way people talk is, you know, their diction is different. The way they uh, articulate is different. You know, there's all kinds of things that are different. What is this culture? What is this shared thing? It's, I don't know. It doesn't mean anything to me. Maybe you can answer that question. 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. You know, maybe somebody would say that uh, the culture is freedom. Like the culture of America is... Right. You get the culture is freedom, so want. we need a police state to stop the other people <laughs> from coming in here and destroying our freedom because they vote for Democrats. 
<laughs> yeah. That about sums it up. Let's continue with your calls here uh, about whatever you want. Z is gone, so we're not continuing with the calls. Let's talk to Pete Air. Peter, welcome uh, back to Free Talk Live. Thanks for coming on and, and chatting with our callers here. It's, uh, it's a way to get to uh, to you and what you're up to here. I actually had the pleasure of riding in Marv uh, with the, within the last few weeks for the first time and uh, rode in it for an extensive uh, per- period of time today. Marv is what? Def- uh, define for our audience. Uh, Mo- Marv is a 30-foot RV that I own uh, that Adam Miller and myself are using for our next project called Liberty on Tour. It stands for the Mobile Authority Resistance Vehicle. <laughs> The Mobile Authority Resistance Vehicle, and it has already gotten its uh, its sea legs. It's been out and about uh, all across the country during mo- the Motorhome Diaries, which was your first excursion uh, as you travel around from place to place, meeting up with liberty-minded people and, and kind of getting a feel for the pulse of the, the liberty community across the country. You met all kinds of different people, uh, everything from people kind of inside the beltway, inside the system, to uh, folks not so much. And uh, that's been a great experience, and you're going to build on that with, uh, with Liberty on Tour. How is Liberty on Tour, what is it, and how is it going to be different from the Motorhome Diaries? Yeah, that's right. Liberty on Tour, essentially we're going to take what we uh, learned with Motorhome Diaries, which we had a lot of fun with but was a lot of work, uh, and we're going to make it better. And so uh, with Motorhome Diaries, we had general ideas what we were going to do, and we had our, our schedule worked out like two weeks in advance initially and then uh, eventually like two months in advance. But it was a long project. It was seven months. And uh, while on the road, in addition to driving and pushing out, con- creating and, and editing and publishing content, we were also like doing all the logistics, figuring out our route, figuring out our point people, figuring out sponsors, figuring out all sorts of things. So what Adam and I are doing right now through uh, the rest of June and then July, we'll be bouncing around New Hampshire visiting the free staters here. But we're also getting all the logistics done for Liberty on Tour. So our workload will be a lot more manageable. We'll be able to uh, go out there and I think have a bigger impact. So we're playing with Liberty on Tour is to uh, leave in early August, and we're going to go to 13 cities in 13 weeks and uh, really uh, spend some quality time there on the ground, know who we're going to interact with ahead of time. We're going to have meetups again, and then uh, we're going to just essentially be embedded with the activist community in each of these cities and uh, you know, learn things from them, hopefully connect them with some folks who could share some ideas and just try to grow the uh, advance of voluntary society, hype up uh, the stuff going on up here in the free state, and uh, you know, do what we can. So. Now, I want to keep you on, if, if that's possible. I, I know there's a lot of fun happening outside of this room. Do you mind sticking through for, uh, sure, our third, sure. uh, for a little bit of our third hour? Because I want to talk about what you told me last night. Uh, you and Adam were, were discussing with me uh, at the, uh, the nightcap. Sure. Uh, since you guys have arrived in uh, Keene, New Hampshire, where you're going to be based out of, for the most part, while you prepare for Liberty on Tour, which will be launching sometime later summer, right? Yeah, early August we'll launch. Uh, early August. Okay, it's not quite late summer, midsummer then. Uh, you, you're going to be in Keene, New Hampshire, and you started up a new tradition, uh, it seems, the Keene Nightcaps. Keene has had, uh, for a long time now, the 420 celebrations have been going on at 420 in the afternoon every single day where people will partake in cannabis right. uh, and sometimes a few other things, like uh, sometimes folks will bring alcohol out. But you guys have uh, created the uh, the nightcap, sure. which uh, involves cannabis and frequently involves alcohol in the very same public park. So we were there the other night, and you told me something about uh, coming to New Hampshire and how you feel now. Uh, and I want to talk a little bit about what what that was about. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. Hour 3 is coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Yeah. 
This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free, 800-259-9231 as we launch here into the third hour, which is kind of like the second hour because our first hour was blown out of the water by technical difficulties. So thanks to everybody out there being patient with us tonight here as we continue our broadcast. And uh, it's been relatively flawless so far. Thank you uh, to the uh, the great folks behind the scenes at uh, the Genesis Communications Network, Donovan and the rest of the crew there, for getting it all ironed out for us here. 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line and we are here from the 2010 porcupine freedom festival it is rogers campground in new hampshire lancaster new hampshire right across from uh, well a portion of the white mountains which is incredible drive up here by the way i mean we were in uh, marv and uh, and just i don't think i i did not come up through uh 93 which is the main oh yeah that's uh, nice interstate drive. In New Hampshire, I didn't come up through '93 last year, yeah. and so it was absolutely spectacular with the the misty kind of mountain tops and everything. <laughs> when you can get amazing. the vistas, um, they're they're beautiful. On the interstate, you don't get the vistas, though. I feel that you do at Rogers Campground. Whoever you know stood on this piece of land and said, you know. This would make a fine campground. Was right. Um, there's. Yeah. I, I can't. You must be able to see nine peaks. It's, a, it's an incredible view, and uh, you can be here because it's not too late. The uh, Porcupine Freedom Festival hasn't even officially kicked off. It starts uh, starts up tomorrow morning, and uh, you can go to porkfest2010.com to learn more about the event, to get registered. I th- well, I don't know if you can get registered online. Excuse me. I think you probably just have to show up at this point uh, and you know throw 30 bucks in the pot. And you're Why in. would you try to register online? Yeah, it wouldn't, it wouldn't make sense. Point. Yeah, so just, just, uh, just come, on up. come on up here, all the directions, everything you need to know. It's all at porkfest2010.com. Pete Air is with us from LibertyOnTour.com as uh, as you prepare to take off again here from New Hampshire and tour around the country to how many cities? 13, 12, 20? Yeah, 13 cities in 13 weeks. But uh, some of the drives we have are longer, so we're going to you know stop. Uh, for example, we're going from Denver to San, San Francisco, so we're going to stop in Salt Lake one one at least briefly and uh, you know meet with some folks there. So we're going to have some smaller scale things too, but we're going to have at least 13 big meetups. It sounds like it's going to be a blast to watch. You guys are going to be creating videos and putting up content at libertyontour.com. Uh, so folks should go now, bookmark it now, add it to their aggregator now, and keep an eye on what uh, Pete and Adam are doing. If we get a chance, we'll talk to Adam in a little bit here. Um, but Pete, what I wanted to talk to you about was last night we were at the nightcap enjoying a few drinks and, uh, and some smoke out in, uh, in Keene Central, beautiful Central Square, as we have done almost nightly. Now, we won't be there tonight, obviously, because we're in Lancaster, New Hampshire, but... Uh, it's become a nice little tradition when you guys are in town that we go out and do that. And uh, you told me something last night that I thought was really awesome, and that was that you know you've been around the country and you've really plugged into the liberty movements around the country. And well, what did you have to say about New Hampshire in comparison? Yeah, I mean, before I start, I want to uh, clarify the nightcap. I think was a uh, I want to give credit to Adam Miller for coming up with that idea. I think it's great, and it's a done break up the day. So anybody listening anywhere and uh, wherever you're at, like. Maybe put the word out to the freedom folks in your area and say, "Hey, let's get together in this central location at night. You know, it's uh, it's chill. It's a time to socialize and build a community." Oh, and the the, the weather is perfect right now. Right. This time of year in New Hampshire, nightcaps wouldn't be so great during the winter time, but uh, <laughs> but it is beautiful and right, a good, right. good opportunity during the summer. So uh, yeah, so what we're talking about, um, you know, Adam and I, we each have our favorite cities that we visited from uh, Motorhome Diaries, and I think uh, you know a few off the top. Uh, because of the the activism there, the people there, the community, the organization, you know, uh, Austin was great, Nashville was yeah, great, Portland yeah, yeah. was great. I mean, a lot of good, a lot of good activist folks. You know, Philly and New York, you know, as well. Portland, Oregon. Yeah. Okay. I mean, some of the folks there are of a different stripe of anarchism, I'd say. But <laughs> sure. But there's a, it's a good scene. It's a good town. But yeah, I mean, I I was uh, telling Ian last night that 
You know, I didn't even include um, New Hampshire or Keene in this ranking when I compare different cities to try to describe, like, what are the most active areas or where are the places that I want to be. Like, I, it's assumed that New Hampshire and Keene especially are going to be number one far and above. And then, you know, who's the second? That's the big question. Yeah, it's, it's like going to the mini <laughs> Grafton. Yeah, other it's New just, Hampshire cities. It just doesn't make any sense to uh, compare, uh, you know, the rest of the nation and their activism to what's going on in New Hampshire because there's there's such a large collection. Yeah, I should I should also throw some love out there to Freedoms Phoenix because last oh, yeah. year when we're on the road, I, I told folks, hey, if you can't yet move to New Hampshire, like copy replicate the model Freedoms Phoenix has because they have a lot of good folks. They yeah, they do an amazing, amazing work there. down there. Freedoms Phoenix, uh, Ernest Hancock, he's expected to be up here this weekend. Of course, uh, he broadcasts over at LRN.FM in the afternoons right before our show from 5 to 7 Eastern Time. And, of course, always looking forward to uh, to meeting up with Ernie. He's a, just a, a fireball of uh, of uh, of intensity and and passion for, for what he does. Yeah, and persuasiveness, too. And Yeah, he really is good at, uh, at talking about liberty and... Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it always pleases me to uh, to hear what he's what he's what he when he is uh, what he is saying because uh, he does such a great job of, of really exposing people to uh, to freedom oriented ideas and he puts his money where his mouth is and uh, and literally invests a lot of his from what I can tell his personal in, income in. right uh, Freedoms Phoenix is actually coming on board Liberty on tour as our uh, official they got a, bought a gold package Adam and I came up with a couple. Uh Packages. They bought a gold. They're going to buy a gold package, and they're going to be our official food sponsor. So, oh, that's awesome. Get some more mentions that way. Great, and and uh, that is, that is still available. Yes, the uh, the package sponsorships for uh, for Marv. You'll get all kinds of stuff like graphics on Marv and handouts. And yeah, if anybody's interested, uh, Adam and I uh, we put together a video when we were in Ohio, essentially uh, giving a background about ourselves, our project, Liberty on Tour, and what advertising packages were available. Uh, we got to Keene, and this is just another example of how great the community is here. We showed it to our friends Sam Dodson and Meg McLean from uh, the Obscure Truth Network, and they said, yeah, it's good, but we can help you make it better because mm. they have even better equipment. So uh, we did a couple days of shooting, editing, and then uh, we have this uh, great video. It's at, uh, on YouTube at youtube.com slash libertyontour, and uh, it's about five and a half minutes long, and I think it's you know it's really slick. I'm really proud of it. So. Um, but yeah, we're looking for organizations, businesses, people to step up, help now, us out. Instead of going to the YouTube address, they can just go to libertyontour.com and see that video, can't they? Uh, it's not there yet. Not there yet. Okay. On the site, but okay. yeah, but um, yeah, we have a gentleman in the audience today who helped us uh, uh, cover antiwar.com's uh, advertisement uh, through Liberty on Tour as well. So it's just great to see the spontaneity, the grassroots effort of this already, and we've had a, a really favorable reaction. You want to stick around for another phone call? Sure. All right, let's do it. Let's talk to uh, Sean in Florida. Sean, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Pete, and Mark. Hello, Sean, in Florida, going once. Sean in Florida, going twice. How about John in Washington? Oh, wait, wait, who is this? Is this Sean? This is Sean. Sean? All right, Sean, you're on the air. What's on your mind tonight? Oh, I, I was uh, originally going to respond to the immigration. I want to start off to say uh, I've talked to you before, Ian, and had a couple email exchanges. I don't expect you to remember me, so I'm just saying hi. And and uh, to Pete over from the uh, – we are so cotton-picking funny as liberty activists. Mobile authority response vehicle? That cracked me okay. up when I was listening to it. <laughs> yeah. I, I always get confused about what yeah. it stands for. <laughs> <laughs> Mobile but, uh, authority resistance vehicle. Correct. Resistance vehicle. Excuse me. My bad. Yeah, we're so funny. And, and uh, uh, I just wanted to tell Pete that the, the interview he did with Ron Paul, that second video, is like the it's like the ultimate status. Please uh, stop ranting about how you know uh, uh, what a status Ron Paul is, right? Because that's where 
you know, he did the interview where Ron Paul, we were talking about voluntarism, he said, you know, I think that's my uh, ultimate goal. Right. So yeah, that's, it, that's, it, it, I love that video. Yeah. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. Thanks so much. I mean, we were really uh, pleased to get that. We had a few folks say, hey, you're in Texas, why don't you interview Ron Paul? And we said, hey, let's see if we can make it happen. Uh, it was able to happen, and uh, he was great. The heat was over 90, and in the RV it was over 100. Whoa. And uh, afterwards he said, you know, I didn't know I was going to make it because it was so hot. But uh, <laughs> but he was really excited that Adam had been, you know, kind of turned back on to be an activist because of his campaign initially. And then, so he essentially interviewed Adam for a while afterwards. But, yeah, it was great. His, uh, his staff told us later um, that, you know, they saw a side of Ron Paul they hadn't really seen come out in, in different interviews. He talked about jury nullification. He talked about taxes and, uh, and civil disobedience. So it was Yeah, I, was I remember that one. Now, po- folks can yeah. uh, go and pull that up because all of the MotorhomeDiaries.com interviews are still online. They're still over at YouTube. That's right. right. I mean, so the, uh, those probably are, the easiest way to find... The, probably the easiest way to find that would be to go and search, what, Motorhome Diaries, Ron Paul? Yeah, perhaps? that, or you go to YouTube slash Motorhome Diaries, and then uh, just you could search for Ron Paul in the search box. Sean, any final yeah. thoughts? Uh, well, I was just going to say, I mean, that was a great interview because it was so casual, and it covered things that minarchists and anarchists have been arguing on, you know, forums for like three years, right? And that one was just a very casual conversation on it. Yeah. But I was going to say I appreciate on the... Uh, it. Oh, go ahead. On the, quick, uh, quick. On the, uh, the quick point I had on the immigration was... You know, we can't forget that uh, we put all the Mexican farmers out of business with our U.S. corn subsidies. You know, so that's something else we always have to, you know, keep throwing into the mix, too, in addition to our welfare subsidies and no, our not my welfare subsidies. Uh, yeah. I had nothing to do with them, and I don't think you did either. Thanks for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live at 800-259-9231, live from Porkfest. This is Free Talk Live. It is the live, uh, what is tonight? Wednesday edition of the show. We are here to uh, take, to. Uh, I am all loopy right now, Mark. I was up late last night uh, doing, I was I was playing, I was totally geeking out with my new cell phone. I, uh, I cracked into it with the, I did a root, as they call it, uh, with the new Android phone. So if I, if I seem a little loopy today, that is the reason why I promise I have not been imbibing, uh, in, in alcohol here at the campground yet. Uh, that will come later. And it will, uh, be happening a lot later on. In fact, all weekend long, lots of, uh, alcohol and uh, other kinds of fun things happening here. Inevitably, cannabis will be, uh, will be passed around. And I, I hear there's even a pirate radio station, uh, on the air here at the campground. I, I don't know what, what that's all about, though. Yeah, there's lots, lots of things going on here. Um, of and this is one of the, the reasons for sort of the, the interview that I have lined up here. But there's family events going on. There'll be religious events going on. I believe that there's going to be whatever the Jewish thing is that they do, uh, synagogue. The Oneg Shabbat. Yeah, that one. Yeah. And uh, there's going to be a Quaker meeting. Rabbis. How do you spell that? Oneg Shabbat? Uh, O-N-E-G. Oneg. Okay, got it. I believe it's a Hebrew word. So. Hannah Hoffman is with us here. Right. And Hannah, uh, just hang out with us for a little bit. We're going to go to the phones here and talk first to John in Washington. And then we'll talk to you about what you're doing here this weekend. John, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian, Mark, and Hannah. Hey, how you doing tonight? Hey, John, what's on your mind? You're on uh, here right? as we're at Porkfest. I'm sorry? Excellent. I'm glad to hear that. I was just asking if you could hear me okay. Oh, yeah. Go right ahead. All right. Well, I just wanted to... uh, I was actually catching up on podcasts, and I was listening to Friday nights, and I just wanted to mention uh, the blog from Jody Emery. Man, that was... I I was with you on it, man. It brought tears to my eyes. It It was horrible. 
And then that guy. Well, I'm glad somebody. I'm glad somebody appreciated it because the first call we got after it was uh, a, a real I know. jerk. I, I actually, you should have heard me. I was like cursing at him. It was hilarious. Yeah. Um, what, a, what a jerk! For those that didn't hear like, it, uh, it was our. For those that didn't hear, it was our Saturday show. We read an amazing uh, blog post from Jody Emery, who's the uh, the wife of uh, heroic uh, Mark Emery, and I think she's pretty heroic herself. Uh, who's currently in jail now for five years for speaking out against the war on drugs and selling a few seeds. Mark Emery is. Uh, yeah, Mark uh, Mark Emery, and she visited him in, in the in the uh, federal maximum security prison that he is in right now in in Seattle, and recounted her experience on her blog. And I read it in full uh, on the air on Saturday night, which you know is an unusual thing for Free Talk Live. Normally, we can open up the show and just ask a question, and then the floodgates open and people call in. Uh, so we actually stopped down and, and didn't take calls for like a good 45 minutes at least as we uh, as we read her blog post because I really did find it important and, and touching because Absolutely. what she's talking about, what she was describing is an experience that so many Americans have now had and continue to have as their friends and family members are locked up in prison cells because, you know, they had a plant in their pocket or, or a chemical of, of some sort. There's a guy in our audience who's pointing to himself. I mean, there's at least probably a, a handful of people here in this room that have gone the to jail or have, have dealt too. with people that have... Go ahead. It's not even just drugs, though. It's even other stupid things, you know? Sure. I mean, there's there's places in this place where you can get tickets for $500 for spitting on a sidewalk. That's ridiculous. It's wrong. How about it's driving drugs, while suspended? There's a lot of people in uh, jail here in New Hampshire for driving things. Yeah, yeah. You know, when I, I got a DUI like four years ago, and uh, when I had mine, they told me right out the gate, if I got caught, it was an automatic 30 days uh, if I was driving on a suspended. It's just mm. mandatory. You know, I don't know necessarily if that's true or not, but that's what they told me, and I believed it, you know. But the reason why I called wasn't just because of that, but I also called because another guy on your Friday night show, Jack, he called in, and uh, he was talking about his older brother who was 54, who was lazy. You know, no, you know, marijuana smokers only uh, make, uh, they're all lazy, and they, they just become right. lazy, and Sh that's what will happen. And, you know, I just yeah, yeah, if you smoke pot, out, you'll turn into a shiftless loser. Right, yeah, and I just wanted to point out to him, you know, uh, hopefully he's listening. Uh, here's a couple people just right off the top of my head that uh, smoke pot or and or smoked pot. And automatically became, you know, they were they were still motivated and not lazy. Uh, Bill Gates would be one of those guys when he was creating a computer. He did a lot of drugs, and he still really look at him now. He's one of the richest. Men I didn't in the know world. it was Bill Gates. I hadn't heard that about Bill Gates. I knew the Apple yeah. guy uh, had done it. Steve uh, Jobs. Both of them. We're being told that both. Okay. Wow. Yeah. 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 You know. Uh, yeah. Steve Jobs you know, actually. Uh, as I understand it, Steve Steve Jobs has spoke highly of uh, of LSD before as well, which is you know really amazing for somebody yeah. in that in that position to come out uh, in in that way. Well, you know, you kind of can. Uh, I'm just cracking a joke, but you could kind of expect that with how complicated computers were back then, and them figuring it out in a garage. You know, <laughs> it's a complicated. <laughs> marijuana allows people to get creative. It, it, um, to some Absolutely. extent, it allows I, some I'm people to smoker. step outside of the I'm box. An everyday smoker. Uh, as a matter of now, fact, uh, I'm a bartender, and, you know, my mom, uh, she w was observing me at work, and one day she told me, you know, you didn't get high today, did you? And I was like, no, I didn't. She's like, yeah, you need to make sure you keep doing that. She's also my manager, so, you know. <laughs> Your mom told you that? <laughs> yeah, she That's honestly great. told me that. She, because, you know, she's always hated that, I, that I've smoked. I've smoked since I was, like, 14 years old. I'm 25 mm -hmm. now, almost 26. And I was working, and uh, we got really busy one night, and I just got frustrated, couldn't keep up with people because they were just so... People get, when they're drinking, they get so, uh, 
like demanding and everything, and, and it, you yeah. can it really wears on your patients. And it was the it's the marijuana that uh, definitely takes that little edge off that allows me. To yeah, so it mellows you out enough to where you can handle the uh, the stress from the the, exactly. the customers. Yeah, um, that's fantastic. You know, I love that. I think. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, as you say, I, I love it. The, uh, you know, the personal testimonial to say, hey, uh, I'm a, a regular marijuana user and I am not a loser. Absolutely. Uh, that, I'm not that, a loser. Uh, that I am successful. I, I work like 70 hours a week, not just bartending. You know, I'm trying to get all my own businesses up off the ground and stuff. I actually just bought your guys' uh, English.freetalklive.com book. That's being oh, advertised. Great one for advertisers. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah, awesome. So, was there anything else you wanted to share tonight, John? Um, Bill Gates, Mark Emery, Bill Cooper, all successful, all marijuana users. I believe you said that you used it, at least in the past. You might now. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll be using it tonight at some point. Yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. Uh, laziness gonna... is just a mindset. It usually takes something significant to motivate a lazy person. Uh, yeah. Other people that are famous that, that uh, use marijuana that do one of the hardest things that I do, that I know of, which is memorizing stuff with the actors and Oh, sure. I mean, they do more than marijuana, that's for sure. Well, exactly. hey, great call. And, hey, and stick with us, though. Hannah, you wanted to jump in oh, here. I was just going to say, huh. I've never smoked pop. Uh, I've done alcohol before, but I really don't like being around drunk people, but I mm. am just so relaxed when I'm around people who are high. I just well, found them to be so, really I'm calm and in Hannah. control of themselves. Say again, John. Is it Hannah or Hannah? Hannah. Hannah. Hannah Hoffman is with us here tonight, uh, the uh, musician extraordinaire. She's alliterative, too. Awesome. I'll have to look you up. You have a Yep. Uh, hey, you're getting kind of muffled. we got to let you go. I thank you for the call tonight at 800-259-9231. Great points. I, uh, I, you know, I completely agree. And, and I think that anybody that has, uh, anybody that's not obviously like a drug warrior, like a total prohibitionist, has friends and family members that they know smoke pot. Because if you know somebody who, if you're a pot smoker or a pot consumer, cannabis consumer, and you know somebody is like a, a, just a virulent, angry uh, prohibitionist, you're going to do everything you can to c conceal the fact that you are a drug user from that person. Uh, but I think most people know people who, uh, who are pot smokers, and they are very comfortable with them, and they understand that there's a wide range of uh, cannabis consumers out there. People who are losers smoke cannabis, and people who are winners uh, smoke cannabis. It, uh, I don't think it has anything to do with the, the flower on the plant. I think it has to do with the, the person. Uh, more coming up here. This is Free Talk Live at 800-259-9231. More with Hannah Hoffman here in moments. This is Free Talk Live. We're here live from the 2010 Porcupine Freedom Festival in Lancaster, New Hampshire, at the lovely Rogers Campground right across the street from the White Mountains. It's uh, an incredible view and an incredible place. And better than that, uh, amazing people here to meet and get to know and uh, begin friendships that in many cases will last a lifetime because people are literally picking up their lives and making the move to New Hampshire from all across the country. We're chatting with uh, people during the breaks here in the, the up here in the, the, uh, the showroom where we're, where we're at. The, they call it the TV room here at uh, at Rogers Campground. It's the radio room tonight. Yep, and uh, and so we, you know, getting people stories and and people. It's it's always the case that people move here during Pork Fest. Like they come here and this is it. They've made the move. This is their introduction to uh, to coming here to New Hampshire. Is the Porcupine Freedom Festival? We'll be talking to one of those folks here in a little bit. But uh, Mark, before we get to all of that, tell me about uh, so, uh, tell me about Taryn Lupo's uh, LCL report. 
Well, um, L- the LCL report, uh, Taryn Lupo from LCL report and wheels off uh, Liberty, who just is, walked actually. into the room. <laughs> he supports his full-time activism by selling Liberty-themed jewelry. You can support the ideas of Liberty every time you buy some of his unique stuff. Is all you have to do is go to uh, see his custom work, um, and you know he'll do custom work for anything you can dream up. You can go see his designs at lclreport.com or join his fan group on Facebook. Now, I ha- actually, I have a piece of his jewelry, and it's absolutely beautiful. People love Taryn's yeah, jewelry. I mean, amazing. jewelry people are really into the jewelry from Taryn, and yeah, he does it, a good job. I mean, where are you going to find Liberty-themed jewelry? I mean, that's just not something that's out there, so he's got his own little niche. Let's talk to Taryn it. about that stuff here in a little bit. Yeah. Uh, LCLReport.com is his website. Mm-hmm. Uh, hang out here, Taryn. We'll, uh, we'll bring you in if we get a chance. We've uh, kind of booked up guests all the way through the end of the show here tonight, but we still can make room for your phone calls as well at 800-259-9231. So here at the Porkfest, uh, Porkfest 2010, now Hannah Hoffman is with us, uh, musician extraordinaire. Awesome. What instruments are you able to uh, to play? Um, I only play piano, and I just sing. piano. I, I think it's it's the singing. I, play little, I I can fake the guitar, but I don't consider myself <laughs> a guitar player. Well, you are a pianist uh, extraordinaire. Then I, I've heard some of your music, and it's very nice. Uh, and Mark, she's here uh, performing this uh, this weekend, right? Right. Uh, you know, I, the the one of the things that I want to point out is that Porkfest isn't all about the party. It's a great party, but it's yes. a family event. It's uh, you know events where people partake, partake in uh, religious activities, and um, there's also you know dance parties and, and things like that. But karaoke Hannah, tonight, I yeah, think. Yeah, karaoke. Uh, Hannah's doing something that I think is really cool, adds a little culture. And Hannah, please explain. Well, uh, tomorrow night and also Friday, um, I'm going to be playing in a little jazz trio with a uh, Luther and Varen Swearingen, who's the, the president, president of the Free State Brand. Yeah. Um, so these guys have been wanting to jam for quite some time, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and there's going to be lots of other musicians playing Friday night. There's going to be a huge jam. Um, now, where, so, is, where is this happening? Uh, what, what location uh, at the campground? Where, where the karaoke is happening. I'm, is there a piano down there? How is no, I brought my keyboard with me. Oh, okay. So, okay, cool. Yeah. Did you fake it with a keyboard? Yeah, yeah. It's a lot easier than rolling around, uh, you know, a piano. It's so, to, you know. um, if yeah, somebody knew that. what a jazz trio did, um, um, would you be able to tell them what they can expect to hear? Well, we've never actually rehearsed together, so wow. it's, okay. it's going to be an experiment. Um, but no, we know what we're playing. And, yeah, uh, all of you are accomplished musicians, so it should yeah, be interesting to see that. Yeah, um, and so we're kind of just going to be improvising and playing some old standard jazz songs, and I'm going to be singing, and um, hopefully we can get some other people up to kind of make it like a jam session. So yeah, Now, um, you played uh, the, the actual piano that was at the Liberty Forum, and I kind of, you know, there were, there were people standing around and enjoying it, and I sort of mingled with them and asked some questions about uh, uh, what they felt that they were experiencing, and all of them, you know, said that, you know, superlative things about your ability to play, and you're at one of those music schools or something, right? Yeah. What? Um, I'm at an, an excuse, uh, a jazz music conservatory, which is a lame excuse for college. <laughs> <laughs> you got to spend that trust fund on something. Don't you? <laughs> so, Hannah, uh, I mean, besides the uh, the talent that you're bringing to the Porcupine Freedom Festival, it's your second time here. Yeah, yeah. So you were here last year, and that's mm-hmm. where uh, we first met, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, and so clearly, you had a good time because you're back, right? It was I mean, awesome. Yeah. What what uh, what was it that made you want to come back so uh, so much? <sighs> well, besides the fact that that there are just so many people with such uh, unique uh, skills and talents and interests. Um, it's really just like the social atmosphere, being around people that I agree with and that I just like click with. You know, I, I, it's, it really feels like sort of a decompression because um, you have to hold what you say, uh, um, you know, in dealing with other people in sort of real life, mm-hmm. and they don't agree with you on the ideas of liberty at all. But when you can come here to Porkfest, 
there are hundreds and hundreds of people everywhere you go people believe the same way you do about the government's level of intrusion its uh, use of violence on uh, you know poor and suspecting people and uh, I, I think that's the very best aspect of it too Definitely. and it's hard to separate sort of the social end of it from sort of the party end because I, I think people when I talk about the social end it sounds like I'm talking about the party end but for me it's the talking to people well I, I, I disagree with, you said, with what you said I think the I think Porkfest is a big party but party doesn't necessarily have to mean beer and drugs and They're, all that sure. stuff um, it can because be, it doesn't mean that for you it can be a cultured <laughs> party yeah, and you, like you said, you don't mind hanging out with people that are uh, maybe imbibing or, or, or yeah. partaking, that kind of thing. So uh, so what else are you looking forward to this weekend besides the, uh, the camaraderie? Um, I'm really looking forward to the hiking. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've never been hiking. Now, do you hike around the camp, uh, the camp area? I'm not sure. I'm just going to okay. follow whoever's leading cool. me. So. <laughs> um, probably the head somewhere. Hiker. Uh, right. right. <laughs> I think it's uh, Mike and Stephanie. Oh, from Pork like, Therapy, yeah, porktherapy.com, yeah. which you actually uh, sing the title song for, the I introductory do. song. You kind of jingle it uh, for a couple of uh, different liberty organizations, uh-huh. is that right? Mm-hmm. So um, have they, what, begged you to do that? Or is it, um, is, I wouldn't it a, say beg. Did, <laughs> do, you, do you do jingles for money for people? I'm yes, like, I, I, do. I'm, yeah, I'm trying to figure out what, what they do. So yeah. if somebody wanted one of your jingles, first, if somebody wanted to hear some of the jingles that you did mm-hmm. and they or and or wanted to get them, how would they find Good that? Good question. Um, you can go to hhmusic.net. Oh, you do is, have your own website. I do. It's sort of, I'm, I'm still working on it, so it's not, uh, it's not really super gonna, finished. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but there's a way to contact you there. Yeah. Um, is there music to listen to there? There is music there. You can also, oh, yeah, you can also go to my YouTube channel, which is YouTube slash Hanarchist. Is that also available through hhmusic.net, the YouTube channel? I believe is there's a link okay. there. Good. Somebody's got to get your website done, huh? <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Okay. Where is Johnson on that one? Uh, well, there's so many web where, talent. Where am I on that one? Where, where are the web? T- are you talented with the, the web design? No. no. Oh, okay. That's I'm, t- I'm actually taking a web design course next semester in school. Oh, good. So well, you, you know, there are a lot of something. a lot of um, single males around here in uh, in New Hampshire. Specifically you can just smile at them; they'll do it. The Porcupine Freedom <laughs> Festival. Yeah, it wouldn't be hard, I don't think, to uh, to find somebody who is interested in, uh, in handling, you know, a little help, a little actually, help with the website. Actually, Mike Barsky helped me a lot. He set up the entire website for me, but uh, I'm trying to kind of learn how to navigate on my own. So it's always a good thing. <laughs> if you want something done right, do it yourself, right? Uh, so, anything else uh, that uh, you want to get out there tonight, Hannah? I appreciate you coming on. Um, I'm just looking forward to hearing all the bands that are playing Friday night. Oh, is that Friday? They're gonna have a yeah. little battle of the bands thing yeah. or something like that. I don't know cool. If it's a battle, but- well, there's also going to be the uh, one of the other things that I'm pretty excited about because I, I didn't get to see uh, it last year because we, we always do the, this show at night. Right. And there's <laughs> there's fun things that happen at night here, uh, and not th- not to say I'm not having fun here, but there's uh, what was it? Soapbox Idol is what it was last year. People get up and they've got three minutes, and they just get to go off on something basically. And and there are uh, there's a panel of judges, and I believe our very own Gardner Goldsmith uh, was on the panel last year. I think he's back uh, to be on the panel again this year. And uh, that's uh, that was a really popular event because it just got really wild. People were uh, having a good old time with one another there, and I'm looking forward to uh, hopefully making to see some of that this, this weekend. Hannah Hoffman uh, from yeah. hhmusic.net. Thanks Thank for you. coming on. Thank you very much. Yeah, thanks for adding a little culture to Porkfest. <laughs> I try. So 800-259-9231, that is the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, Yes, Mark. Well, one of the other things that's going on at Porkfest is uh, the sneak preview of Chartarum, the John Shaw motion picture brought to you by Think Twice Productions. And you can get your copy of the uh, Porkfest-only limited edition of the original soundtrack. There will be 
the soundtrack available on the, the interwebs after Porkfest, but the Porkfest only limited edition is only available at Porkfest. And uh, there's a commemorative beer mug to go along with it. And Friday night here in the uh, Free Talk Live TV room, right after the show is when the uh, big party is. Hey, it's not too late to get up here. Uh, if you can make it up to Lancaster, New Hampshire this weekend, get on up. Uh, I believe that... I don't know what the breakdowns are. I don't know if you can. I think it's just thirty bucks. Period. You come in, you pay thirty bucks. You can stay the whole weekend. You can, you're just coming for Saturday. It's probably thirty bucks. I don't have the details on that. We don't have uh, either of the organizers here. But it's cheap. I mean, this is camping, so it's not like you've got to buy a hotel room or anything like that. Just come on up, join us. We're going to be here broadcasting all weekend long, and there's uh, more coming up here in moments on Free Talk Live. We'll talk to somebody who is fresh in New Hampshire, uh, brand new, on the ground, boots on the ground, all the way up from Indianapolis. More coming up. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Enough time for your call if you make it now to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 800-259-9231. We'll try to sneak you in here in the remaining moments of the program as we kick off the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It is starting officially tomorrow night. We're here a day early. Uh, showed up this afternoon, and uh, Mark, you actually made it out here. It was questionable as to whether or not you were going to make it, but uh, here you are, and of course, a number of our co-hosts will be in and out throughout the weekend, so you'll hear voices you're familiar with, like Gardner Goldsmith. Uh, I'm sure we'll get Sam in here, and uh, I don't know I don't know if Wayne's going to drop by. Curtis is around, uh, but he's really busy because he's organizing uh, the festival. So we'll get all kinds of voices on here, uh, people who you've heard before and people you've never heard before. Uh, Wes is one of those folks. He's sitting here with us on our third microphone. Uh, Wes, move right on in close to that mic and say hello. Hello. Hey, Wes. So you're from, uh, you were telling me during the break, you're from Indianapolis. Yeah, I'm from the north side of Indianapolis, um, born and raised, and uh, I'm making the decision to move to New Hampshire this weekend. Um, so you didn't make the decision to move this weekend. You'd already made the decision or you are making? Yeah. Well, no, I, I mean, no, I made the decision before I came to Portland. So, and now this is it. I mean, you're here. This is your first uh, time in New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. You never even came to visit here before moving. No. You have now made the move. Your, your home is gone in Indianapolis, and your home is now in New Hampshire. That's awesome. What are your hopes? What are you, uh, what are you hoping to get from your move to New Hampshire? Well, I plan on staying here my whole life and, be, and being involved in activism. I mean, um, that's I dedication right there. Awesome. <laughs> So, um, Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go, go on. Oh, he's got his, his phone's ringing. Go ahead, uh, Wes, by all means. Um, and, and I just couldn't imagine living any other place um, than New Hampshire now. I mean, just I, I came here. I got here a few hours ago. Okay, me too. Just the time I've spent here. I can't go back. So what? I mean, so was it everything you expected or more? I mean, and you're, you're, you've barely even been here, yeah, but. I, I, I don't. I haven't even seen. Right. right. I, this is my first year at Porkfest. Right. Too. Right. So. so that's that's what I'm trying to to delve into here. What are you hoping from your? Because there's a lot of people out there that you know, they haven't stepped foot in New Hampshire yet. What are you hoping to get? Um. You know, uh, from your activism. What, what What do you hope to see the government change into in mm. ten years? I mean, what um, What are your? I'm thoughts pretty in, excited about. Um. I, I don't particularly label myself as an agorist, um, but it's being called agorism a lot these days. Um. I'm pretty excited about. Alter alternatives to, to, to the services, if you can call them that, that the government offers. Mm -hmm. um, basically establishing those and so working outside, to work, 
establish a voluntary society. Right. So, so doing your part, uh, whatever you can, whatever your talents are, uh, as, as much as possible outside of the official kind of system of uh, getting permits and begging permission from government exactly. bureaucrats. You want to do business uh, without asking permission. Exactly. I think that's that's great. In fact, we've got uh, Mama Ali from Savannah Last Biscuit is here, and I don't know if you've had a chance to meet her yet. I have not. Uh, she's probably very busy at her kitchen. We're getting whoops, uh, woos from the peanut gallery. But Mama Ali, as you know, we've had her on the show in the past. You can go to guests.freetalklive.com to download the interviews with her. She's an incredible example of what you're talking about. Uh, she's someone who has set up a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week food Home cooked meal delivery service. She's that's amazing. It's incredible. She's been doing it for a couple of years now, and it didn't start as twenty four hours, but it moved quickly to twenty four hours because there's just that much demand. She does it down in Savannah, Georgia, and she's she's open about it. You know, she's she's not uh, she passes out business cards and things like that, puts up flyers around around the city, so the the word's out on the street that uh, there's a woman in Savannah, Georgia, who's cooking food out of her kitchen without a government permit and then selling it without collecting taxes on it. So. Uh, I mean, I think that kind of business would be incredibly successful, or any kind of business, because you're not paying all the taxes, you're not dealing with all the overhead that uh, so many other business people are. In fact, I understand that um, I, I learned from Taryn Lupo that uh, Mama Ali has written a book, like a how-to book, as to how to do what she does. That's awesome. With the intention of creating several other businesses like hers around the country, and I hope that one of them pops up here in New Hampshire, because I think it's a great Great idea. At four in the morning, you're hungry, call Mama Allie, and she's going to take it. In fact, if you're here at Porkfest, and it's, I don't know, I, is she going 24 hours, Taryn? I, I think she is. She's, I, she's, I think I read that. She's got people with her. Yeah. She's come up to the Porkfest. She's got a campsite, and she's cooking around the clock with her staff. If you're hungry at five in the morning and you're at Porkfest, you can go over to the, can you call her? I don't know. We're going we're gonna to have her here. She's going to be on the show talking to us if we can pull her away from the kitchen for a little while, and uh, they'll deliver to your campsite. It's crazy stuff. It's crazy. It's incredible. <laughs> I mean, this is a this is a record-setting pork fest. Glad you're here, Wes. Congratulations yep. on your move. Look Thank forward you. to hearing good things from you. And uh, thanks again. Welcome cool to the Porcupine Freedom Festival. Taryn Lupo is going to join us here to wrap the show out. Uh, Taryn from lclreport.com. Uh, welcome back on Free Talk Live. Uh, you and I got to spend some time together in uh, in Marv as we traveled with the boys from uh, LibertyOnTour.com today. That was fun. That was really cool being in Marv. I felt like you're in a piece of history. Yeah, yeah. it does feel that way. Well, it's incredible. I mean, anybody that's – if you haven't gone to MotorhomeDiaries.com to see what Marv's history has been, it's been long and storied. I mean, they've had all kinds of guests uh, going through Marv. And, in fact, if you look at the ceiling of Marv, and there are photos and videos of this on their website, it's covered – the, the ceiling is covered in signatures from people like Ron Paul to you name it. Uh, yeah. Mark, your signature's up there. I mean, Stars everybody. from Free Talk Live. I don't know about that. But uh, <laughs> a lot of people, everybody they had co go into Marv, whether they were just average folks they met on the street or uh, people like Ron Paul, they asked him to sign this, the ceiling of uh, – it's an incredible it uh, kind of feels vehicle. like – and I know this is going to sound cheesy, but honestly, I think in like 20 years, that's going to be some sort of liberty museum. You know, it, it feels really neat to see. I mean, like, I, you know, with our little, little niche of the world, that's the way it feels. It really does. As far as what I'm going to be doing tomorrow is I'm doing a champagne party. Yeah, what's that about? Uh, it's a champagne mimosa party. I'm just giving out free booze at 830 after the opening ceremony.